What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast, a podcast dedicated to self-development, self-improvement, and helping you achieve the goals that you've laid forth in your life. I'm your podcast host, Brandon Davis, and in today's episode, I'm interviewing registered therapist and psychologist Hoku Conklin. Hoku is somebody I've been able to get to know over the past couple of months as he's been working with me to help my sleeping patterns. He's been helping me find ways that I can de-stress at night as well as relax and help my body recognize that it's time to go to bed. And ever since with meeting with Hoku, my sleeping routine has been so much better. Still lots of work to be done, but it has been so much better. And so I asked Hoku a while back if he'd be interested in hopping on an episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast so he could share even more areas of his expertise with me as well as the audience in general, and he agreed. So Huku, like I mentioned, he's a registered and licensed psychologist and therapist. He got his PhD in counseling psychology from Brigham Young University in 2011, after he had worked at very prestigious universities doing internships, such as University of California, San Diego, as well as University of Utah. He is a licensed psychologist in the state of Utah, but he focuses mainly on multicultural counseling, identity development, relationship concerns, career development, anxiety, and sleeping patterns, among other issues. Hoku is a great guy, and I'm excited for you guys to get to know him like I have. And with that all being said, let's jump into today's episode. So Dr. Conklin, thank you so much again for joining us on today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast. And I guess just for simplicity and so everybody can get to know you a little bit more um, throughout the remainder of the episode, is it all right if we call you Hoku? That's perfect. I'm I'm pretty informal and, and that feels much more personal. So yeah, I, that would be great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hoku. So you have been a registered therapist for how long now and how has it been impacting your life? Have you found joy in it? Have you found like you're able to serve lots of people? Tell us a little bit about your experience. Yeah, so I am a a licensed psychologist. I'm also an associate uh, clinical professor at BYU working in counseling and psychological services. And I've been here for 10 years now. So it's been um, absolutely, it's, it's, the work that I, I really enjoy. It's um, the opportunity of being able to meet with students and work with them, help them in the capacity that I get to is um, just a, a, a great privilege of mine. Um, and um, yeah, and so I, I really love the work that I get to do. And um, especially when the work seems to really help uh, and benefit the students and the you know and help them in their lives it's it's really gratifying now hoku is this something you felt more drawn to in your life or is it something where back when you're in college you know you're trying to you got a thousand majors to choose from and you're just thinking oh gosh how can i kind of be happy but also leave my impact in the world what what made you kind of draw upon um studying psychology so for a long time, I've always known that I've been really drawn towards helping professions. And so I'd 
at a point in time kind of leaned toward maybe social work or education. Um, it just so happened that I took an intro to psychology course and, um, my instructor uh, was actually the chair of the psychology department and uh, it was pretty apparent to them that I really took a liking to the material and, and what we were studying. And so uh, he reached out to me and, and became kind of a mentor of mine. And, and uh, really from, from there, just um, a lot of other opportunities came along that have sort of guided me along this, this path that, that I'm, still on um and uh yeah i i don't know i i i feel like a lot of things are like that that we sort of have have a bearing of you know directions that we might want to go in and uh just lots of sort of opportunities people things come along the way that just sort of guide us uh along that but um uh yeah, it's th- those are some of the factors that have influenced my journey to this point. Well, that's super cool. I love um, that's something I've actually talked about a lot on the Get Over Yourself podcast is having positive mentors and people that can kind of, you know, show you a path that might be a little bit more confusing for you, might be something a little more foreign. And so that's awesome that you're able to kind of use one of your professors and lots of other people around you to recognize that you had a calling in life. I think that's something a lot of um, students my age, people my age, and even you know later in life that people struggle with is finding kind of your passion, finding a way that you can help other people and kind of serve society in general, but also find something that you're passionate about. And so I always respect somebody who's been able to do that. Um, any tips for anyone out there before we dive into kind of the meat of the conversation on how you can kind of find something you're passionate about and stick to it? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I um, as far as tips, um, I, I think it can be helpful to be aware of, of, and when I say aware that, uh, th- there are sometimes pressures, expectations, uh, different things that sort of can influence what decisions we make and what sort of things we pursue. Right. And I think sometimes it can be helpful to just even be aware of what those pressures are, because sometimes we might feel urged to sort of align our decisions and, and journey with, with some of those things, which might sometimes align with what we enjoy, what, what is meaningful and, and so forth. And in other times it might feel sort of forced and maybe not so meaningful or, um, and, and so I, I believe it can be really helpful, important to, um, just be aware of those. And if, if you can find something or I, I, I feel like I have this conversation with a lot of students that I meet with is that while there can certainly be some things that we shouldn't do, so to speak, there can also be a lot of things that could be right to do, right? Like, um, and so sometimes we can, uh, uh, become really preoccupied about making sure we do the one right thing that uh, it can almost paralyze us. And and I think in, in a lot of ways that there's many possible right answers for each of us. That's perfect. I couldn't agree more because I mean, like with anyone in life, there's many different paths we can take. There's lots of different callings we can kind of put upon ourselves. And it's about finding one that 
helps people, but also satisfies your life, you know, pays the bills, but also makes you happy, makes others happy, right? I think that's kind of a general rule of thumb right there. So thank you for that, Hoku. Now, as we kind of described in the description of today's episode, um, I want to just kind of throw out some random questions towards you that, um, you know, being a therapist and registered psychologist and whatnot, you might have some better answers than most people would. Um, You've been studying this for many years now, over, what, 15 years now you've been studying this. And it's stuff you see in your daily life as you're helping tons of people. It's stuff you've kind of practiced in um, your own personal life and whatnot. So as I kind of just throw out these questions, I'd like you to um, just answer for the audience on how it's impacted you and just kind of keep it in a broad sense. Obviously, I don't want to um, give you have you give us any specific stories of anyone that you've worked with before. But I guess my first question I have for you, Hoku, is a lot of people, I mean, the world is crazy nowadays. We all go through different challenges. Everyone has different upbringings. Some are obviously a little bit more blessed than others. Um, that's just part of life, but everyone has their difficulties. Everyone has those moments where it seems like the whole world is just kind of caving in on them. So if you were able to kind of offer some advice to people who are trying to cope with these difficult times, find ways to get over the difficult times in their life, what kind of advice would you give them and why would that be? Yeah, it's such a great question. And I really like how you kind of contextualize it in the sense that uh, hard times come in a lot of different ways and can vary, uh, you know, uh, certainly for each person who's listening and who follows your podcast. And um, and with, with those hard times, and I, I think everyone um, would agree that that a lot of these are part of our lived experience and, and um, you know, that these things happen. Uh, and certainly when they do, I think they deserve our attention, understanding, compassion. Um, I, I feel like um, uh, oftentimes when we experience or go through hard things, the natural and instinctive reaction is to want to get through those as quickly as possible. Um, and sometimes it's even to move on and move past as quickly as we can. Um, and, and I feel like it's really important, uh, just sort of as a disclaimer, you know, as an example, I teach a positive living class on campus and a lot of what we focus on are things based on research that we know, uh, lead to greater life satisfaction, uh, lead to people reporting, uh, greater subjective well-being so feeling happy in their lives and at the same time a lot of these topics are not meant to be simple remedies for uh, hard things that we experience in our lives Um, oftentimes when we treat these more as remedies when we go through something painful or difficult we might say to ourselves well i'm doing this thing i shouldn't be having such a hard time why isn't this working and that can lead to feeling pretty frustrated and it leads to feeling more and more distressed. And so while there are some things that certainly can help, um, we also don't want to treat these as simple remedies for complex and uh, often difficult uh, struggles, challenges, life experiences. Uh, yeah. And so I, I believe that when we go through hard things that it's important to give those uh, ourselves, uh, the people we're close to kind of, uh, 
the acknowledgement, understanding, sort of time, attention that, that those things deserve. And that could be uh, grief, uh, loss, uh, that could be, you know, I guess there's lots of ways in which difficulty comes. But um, sometimes if we try to move on from that too quickly, uh, that part of us that feels hurt by what happened is going to make sure we know in some way or other. I like what you're saying there in the very end there, Hoku, as well, about how sometimes, you know, I think it's our natural tendencies in some ways to try and push it to the side. Um, some people are obviously a little bit better about sharing it and, you know, trying to um, get their expressions and emotions out there and are way better about finding help for it and whatnot. Um, some people like me are a little bit more stubborn, sometimes kind of keep that on the inside and then just try and push it off to the side and, you know, just keep going on with life. And of course, at a certain point, you do have to do that. I mean, life is tough and you do have to keep working through all the craziness of the world and all the craziness of your family situations or um, your job or school or whatever it may be that's causing you a lot of um, stress or anxiety or hard times and whatnot. And But I like what you're saying where sometimes it's just something that as you kind of dive into it and explore it a little bit more, you can start finding ways to cope with it a little bit easier. Um, not just like shove it up in the back of your head and think it's okay. I'll just deal with that later. Like, no, actually bring it up. And who knows if you bring it up, maybe you can actually find solutions to it. So thank you for that, Hoku. The next question I wanted to focus on with you is the importance of this kind of a topic change here, but it, it deals a lot with um, stress. And as we were kind of talking about those hard times, I feel like one factor or one outcome of um, having difficulties in your life is causing a lot of stress. And so I wanted to focus on um, the importance of letting your body rest when you're kind of at a stressful state in your life. Yeah. So with stress, um, and I think something that your question is uh, speaking to is the relationship between our mind and our body. And um, it's important to take care of our bodies um, because, uh, you know, well, um, it's hard to function if we don't. Um, and so that can include things like rest, nutrition, uh, physical activity. Uh, these are all things that help us to take care of our bodies. And certainly when we do, uh, we tend to have more energy to do the things that are important to us too. Um, and even while a lot of these things, especially things like physical activity, take some initial willpower to do, uh, we also find uh, that we get more in return to do other things that are also important to us. And uh, maybe for those of you, uh, for some of your listeners who might be interested, but uh, there's a researcher at Stanford a University named Kelly McGonigal, and she's uh, written a book and, and given a TED Talk called The Willpower Instinct, but it kind of touches on on some of these things. Um and um, yeah, and with taking care of our, our mind and our body, uh, you know, and just as a for instance, like we, we never tell our heart when to beat, it just does. Um, but the way that we think about things has a great deal of influence on how our body reacts. Like if we start to think about some things that we're behind on or an argument from earlier in the day or something really important the next day that we feel unprepared for or you know, our, our body might tense up, our heart might start to beat faster, our breathing might quicken, and, and these are just our mind and our body's way of trying to prepare us, you know, for things that are important. Um, and 
that can be really helpful at certain times. Uh, and at other times, like when we're trying to sleep or when we're trying to study, uh, not so much. And so if, if we can notice and be aware of uh, sort of how our body's speaking to us, um, maybe uh, what's, what's going on in our mind and, and what we're telling ourselves, that can help us to, um, one, have a little bit of a better understanding of, you know, what our values are, what's important to us to attend to. Um, but also, it makes us much more effective at kind of intervening and being able to uh, do what is going to be best for us to do, to um, otherwise address these stresses that are pressing in on us, um, and and also to take care of ourselves at the same time. So I guess a little side question I had as you're kind of answering my main one there, Hoku, is there's so many different forms of stress out there. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, everyone has to a certain degree bits and pieces of stress in their life. Once again, going back to a couple main topics I like focusing here on the episode or on the podcast in general, you know, it could be stresses in your family life. It could be stresses at work, at school, um, in your religious life, in your um, kind of dating life, you know, wherever you're at inside of your life, there's always going to be certain stresses that come upon that. That's just kind of the reality of, you know, living. There's always going to be something going on that can kind of push you back a little bit and cause you to think, wow, am I doing this right? Am, um, I living, am I living appropriately? You know, just like all these crazy thoughts that can run through somebody's head as they're going through their day-to-day lives. And as they're kind of in those situations, Hoku, what are some different forms of stress that people might see? And what are some just common practices that on the daily is, if you're having sort of an issue with stress at that moment, is there any like simple practices just to kind of recollect your thoughts and recognize that, okay, I'm going to be okay. This is just a moment passing. Do you have any tips on how somebody can get over one of those moments? And sorry, I just want to think on the question a little little bit because I think it's an important one. So something uh, that, that you... Uh, stated in your question that kind of stood out to me was um, the pressures that, that one way I interpreted the question were the pressures that oftentimes we feel that can contribute to the stress we experience. For instance, am I doing this the right way or is this appropriate? And and um, certainly we want to do things in the way that are going to save us from heartache or um, failure and so forth. And, um, and I, and I guess I'm, I'm mindful too of, of how sometimes, uh, the, these pressures, um, can kind of add to that stress that we feel. Right. And, and in many ways, I, I, I see a lot of these stressors that we experience. Um, and one way I tend to think about distress is I think of it as coming from a part of us that sort of thrives on control, hates uncertainty, views mistakes as unacceptable. I also think of it as being like a mirror and that it reflects things that we value, right? And so when things that are important to us feel threatened, that part of us talks really loud. And um, and it means to, again, protect us from heartache, uh, keep us from failing and so forth. And one way that, or I guess some ways that we can try to cope with and manage those stresses when they do come is 
sometimes just taking a moment to uh, sort of pause and reflect. And um, it's not an instinctive reaction, uh, I think, to, to pause and reflect. Uh, oftentimes our instinctive reaction is to fix and to solve. And, and, um, and so w- when we take that moment to pause and reflect, sometimes it can help us to understand a little bit better what our values are and maybe what's reflected behind what it is that we're feeling. And sometimes that awareness can help us to be much more conscious, uh, deliberate in how we respond, you know? And so sometimes um, I really like the example you'd shared, how some people might be more or less comfortable, uh, including others in what we're struggling with, what they're struggling with, uh, because that feels vulnerable to include other people. And uh, part of that's because we can't be certain how people might respond. Uh, And at the same time, you know, if we do that and they respond in a way that feels supportive, understanding, uh, validating, then it opens us up to support that we wouldn't otherwise have. And even though they might not really be able to offer an immediate solution that's going to make everything better, uh, sometimes having others there uh, to share that with Uh, can kind of help us feel like we're unpacking something. And uh, that can make our pack feel a little bit lighter. Um, I also want to be mindful, too, that as a psychologist, I'm an advocate for therapy and and things that can also be helpful if if someone um, uh, could benefit from having more professional help, that that can be a great way to um, take care of oneself as well. Perfect. Thank you for that, Hoku. I think that's something that all of us can use a little bit more of in our daily lives. It's finding these little coping mechanisms, like you called them, and um, recognizing that it's okay to ask for help, whether, like you said, if that's with a registered therapist, or it's just reaching out to a friend or a family member who you can kind of be a little bit more open with. I think actually being able to do that is something that, like I, like I mentioned before, something I'm working on and a lot of people are working on, but I, that's the point. I mean, if nobody's working on it, then you're never going to get better at it in the first place. So I appreciate what you just said there. And Hoku, as we're kind of coming up to the close of the episode, I wanted to um, ask you just a couple more questions here. And um, once again, relating back to just some of the things that you've studied inside of your life inside of your life. Um, and you meet with so many different people every single day who have situations that for whatever reason are tough to manage for one person. It might be, um, once again, their family life for another person, it might be work. And what's interesting with, I guess the human brain in general is that how one person deals with something is going to be completely different with somebody else and how they deal with their situations. Um, Two people might come from a very stressful background, yet one person might handle it a little bit better than the other person. And I I guess where I want to lead my question with that is when you're going about your day, things are going to happen. You know, there's, I've I've interviewed somebody before on the podcast named Robbie Swell and me and him talked a lot about um, getting cut when you're in line. You know, it's something that um, happens to you occasionally when you're at a restaurant or you're waiting in line at the gas station, whatever it may be. And, you know, it's frustrating or you get cut off in traffic. There's these little moments inside of your life that just kind of bring down your day a little bit. So where I want to point my question to Hoku is when people are having a rough day, when people feel like 
nothing's going right in their day. And, you know, it's, it's this type of person who struggles with these little, these little annoyances and nuances throughout the day. What kind of tips could you offer them to recognize that it won't be the end of the world, just these simple little mishaps inside of their life. It won't be the end of the world. They can keep going forward. And at the end of the day, you know, if you kind of look past these small moments, you know, you could be happier. What kind of advice would you give to somebody struggling with those little details? Yeah, great question. I, I think these are things that all of us um, can experience, um, you know, daily. And and I wanted to be mindful too, as you asked the question, because something that comes to my mind are, is related to things such as privilege um, and just the many different stresses that people can experience. And that, um, for instance, um, it, it's really important, I think, to health and wellness, to be able to have spaces where we feel that we belong. And there are those within, you know, our our communities and, and so forth that uh, because of maybe identities that they hold or where they come from or uh, based on uh, race, ethnicity, and other characteristics, uh, those things might not come as naturally or as easily or as immediately. And and so I want to be mindful of, you know, some of those types of stresses. And I want to begin by acknowledging that when we experience these stresses, is that it's natural to also feel frustrated. And um, sometimes reactions can be quite varied. Sometimes people might uh, respond by disengaging. Sometimes people might respond by, or react, I should say, by arguing or fighting or, you know, um, uh, there's lots of ways in which people can kind of react in these situations. And something that I think I'm hearing in your question is, what are some things that can help people to respond in ways that are more consistent with what they they value and uh, more consistent with sort of their longer term kind of goals and, and, and so forth? And um, one, one more immediate strategy that comes to mind, and maybe your audience can kind of look up resources on this, because um, there's a great deal of research uh, on on how important and effective uh, this can be is mindfulness. And mindfulness is awareness of the present moment without judgment. And so when we experience these, these stresses, our immediate reaction is going to be just that, a, a, a reaction. Uh, um, sometimes we might even judge or label uh, what happened or how we reacted as bad or as whatever the case may be. And oftentimes these judgments kind of fuel that fire uh, quite a lot more. And, and so mindfulness is a way of uh, sort of bringing our attention back to right now and sometimes can help us be in a place where we can respond in more conscious and deliberate ways. Sometimes that might mean taking a breath. Sometimes that might mean raising your concern with the person who cut you in line or, um, you know, but mindfulness is some, uh, a technique that can kind of help us to sort of ground ourselves in the moment. That's something I talked about a few weeks ago with um, a man named Brett Hill. He was also on the podcast for anyone who hasn't heard that episode. 
Um, he is actually a mindfulness coach. And so he gives, I mean, what Hoku just said is, is amazing. And Brett, he literally dives into detail on pretty much everything Hoku said. So, um, as a second Testament to both of them on what they're saying, I know it's, I know it's true because it's something that as you continue practicing it inside of your life, you can actually see a difference as you recognize these small moments. And as you recognize the details inside of your life, you recognize on your breathing and what happened to you throughout the day and you sit back and you actually reflect on that. I know there's big change that comes with that. So thank you, Hoku. And Hoku, as I, as we close out the episode today, there's always one question I leave with um, the guests I interview on the podcast. And this is something that as you kind of leave your answer, it's, it's a way you can leave your mark on the audience as well. And um, the question I always ask as we close out the episode is, Imagine if you're talking to the whole world, Hoku, the entire world could hear you right now. If you could leave them one piece of advice, what would it be and why? That's a, a big question and, and an important one. Uh, one I, I really appreciate the opportunity to kind of reflect on that a little bit. And I guess something that, um, or some things that are kind of coming to my mind more immediately you know, I'm just mindful of, uh, and and you'd spoken to this earlier in our in our interview about uh, the seemingly sort of chaotic uh, world in which we we live right now. You know that there's um, lo- lo- lots of things that can weigh pretty heavy, and uh, and sometimes that's not just for us individually. It might be for people we love and care about, for families and so forth, and or even for posterity and. Um, I, uh, I, I guess one thing I would say if, if, if I could on such a platform is, is that with as much as, uh, of that pain, difficulty, heartache, um, it's, it's important to me to remember that there's always, and there all, and there continues to be a great deal uh, of reason for hope and um for for doing lots of things that that bring not just ourselves happiness uh, but uh bring a great deal of happiness and meaning to those around us um and certainly behind that is is a message of love right like of of humanity um that in some ways i think a lot of what we talked about today is about giving our pain um, the understanding, awareness, attention that it deserves. And, and certainly, uh, it's something that we can try to extend to, uh, to all we, we come in contact with. Right. And sometimes I think it's much easier to give it to others than it is to ourselves. But certainly I, 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 I know that the more we show, uh, and express appreciation, gratitude, uh, whenever we felt helped by someone and were appreciative that the person uh, who extended that help also is appreciative to know that they did someone to help someone else. And it, it can sort of feed into a positive feedback loop where, uh, you know, we, we can start sort of a ripple that just kind of carries on and, and extends to, to those around us. So love yourselves, love, love one another. And, um, and uh, I think that will make the world a much better place. 
And yeah, thank you for that question. I hadn't really thought on that before. And, um, and I'm not sure how well I really articulated that, but, uh, thank you. No, Hoku, you put that perfectly. I think that's a perfect way to end today's episode. Um, get out there and help other people. I mean, there's no other way that we can find more happiness when you help other people, you feel good inside and the other person you're helping feels good. I mean, the strategy is pretty much as simple as that. I don't know if you can get more basic, but more truthful than that. So thank you. Hoku, I also want to thank you for hopping on once again today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. It's been my pleasure. And thank you so much, uh, Brandon, for having me. And and uh, thank you for creating this platform to be able to reach a lot of people and and uh, and to share these important messages. Thank you. Guys, um, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As you heard the different messages that were shared today, hopefully you can take something and apply it inside of your life. And if, especially if you know somebody who struggles a great deal with lots of stress inside of their life or they just have a lot of stuff going on and you think they could actually benefit from hearing today's episode, please feel free to share it. Um, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, the reason why I started this podcast is to simply help other people. And um, after I finished doing missionary work for a while, um, I was looking for a way that I can kind of contribute back to people. And so once again, if you know somebody who could actually benefit from hearing these words, feel free to share it with them. Hoku was generous enough to come and join us on today's episode. So make sure it's uh, something that could be shared. And guys, if you have any questions for me, as always, you can reach out to me on social media at the.brandon.davis or you can reach out to my email at llcgetoveryourself at gmail.com. And at the end of the day, guys, just remember, it'll all be okay. Just take a step back and continue to find ways to manage your stress and deal with the challenges that you face inside of your life.